Amigos, your relationship needs support. When I think back to my marriage and the period of it when my husband and I were struggling the most, we both realized that in order for us to overcome the number one issue in our relationship, we needed to do something radically different than what we were already doing, even different from what the generations before us did. We realized we needed support. And that support came in the form of marriage therapy. That's why I'm so grateful for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. You see, marriage therapy was the game changer for my relationship. It allowed my partner and I to finally take a step back and have somebody else walk us through what was actually going on. Eventually, we both realized that most of the issues that we had with each other had actually nothing to do with the other person, but more so to do with our own unhealed trauma and our own things that we hadn't taken the time to process, but somehow was still showing up in our relationship. And that's why I love BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or even video call. You can even message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can totally switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked just for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash one day at a time. That's BetterHelp.com slash one day at a time. The link to this coupon will be right here in my podcast notes. And listen, amigos, at this point, you've tried it all when it comes to your relationship and nothing is working. You don't have anything to lose by asking for the support that you know that you need in the form of therapy. And what a better way to do that than with better help. Coming up on the One Day at a Time podcast. This is going to bring out your beliefs and your values about money, money traumas, money stories. I want you to start listening to your partner about how they watched money being spent. This is going to let you deeper in to your partner's money beliefs and your money thoughts and their money traumas. You're going to be able to really understand why they use money the way they do, why they think about money the way they do, and why they see money the way they do. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karina F. Daves, life coach and speaker. I went from lacking authenticity in my relationships, having really shaky boundaries with loved ones, and getting caught up in the cycle of toxic relationships, to finally standing firm on my values, knowing the difference between privacy and boundaries, and getting comfortable with the identity of putting myself first without feeling the guilt. Each week on this show, I will be sharing relationship advice, real-life testimonies, and my proven strategies on how to finally resolve the issues in your relationship. Here's the thing. You've mastered everything else in your life but your relationship. 
As a relationship coach, I help women overcome the number one issue that exists in their relationships so that they can show up as the partners they desire to be. I want to help you improve your relationship without having to go to couples therapy first so that you and your partner can shorten your arguments, feel seen and heard and get your intimacy back. You see, your relationship is your mirror. When your relationship feels like it's being tested on a constant basis, it's an opportunity to see that things haven't been dealt with. And I want to teach you how to surrender the need to control your partner and your relationship by focusing on bettering you first. Through a mixture of one-on-one coaching, relationship framework, and plenty of aha moments, you'll finally be able to understand your triggers more deeply and decrease the time you spend arguing with your partner. You'll become more of an active listener versus being prepared with a rebuttal. We're going to get you to a place where you're going to walk freely in your joy and light because you've taken the time to unpack your values and you finally have a clarity of what you desire in the next chapter of your life and for your relationship. We're going to get you to a place where you're going to show up to your date nights excited to spend time and connect with your partner. You'll even have more energy and a heightened desire for post-date activities. I'm on a mission to show women like you how to evaluate their values, reassess their standards, and examine their identities so you can show up to a more satisfying relationship. Believe me, a better relationship is possible, but it begins with you. So let's work together to bring the real you to the forefront. Go to the link in the podcast notes to book a sales call with me where we'll talk more about what's going on and figure out how to get your life back. I can't wait to meet you. If you're loving this podcast and enjoying the juicy relationship gems, then head over to follow me on my socials at Karina F. Daves on Instagram and TikTok or head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com and subscribe to my newsletter, Release Your Relationship, where I share weekly relationship advice on how to overcome the number one issue in your relationship. Now, if you're really loving this podcast, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and share it with all of your amigos. Reviews are such a personal way to hear your voice and have the ability to interact with our community. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And now, the One Day at a Time podcast. Amigos, ¿cómo están? Welcome back to One Day at a Time, hosted by me, your host, Karina F. Daves, relationship coach, speaker, and podcast host of this dope podcast. We are going to record an episode today called How to Stop Arguing About Money and Have More Sex. So a couple of months ago, I did a live called How to Stop Arguing About the Small Stuff and Have More Sex. And what I realized is that so many of us in our marriages are not having as much sex as we need to because we're arguing about so many things, right? And over the next couple of weeks, we are going to primarily focus on the top things that couples argue about that keep them from having sex, okay? Not only today am I going to share with you my personal testimony about this topic, but throughout all the next weeks, my content, my podcast series is going to bring you back to overcoming the conflict of the one thing you keep arguing about in your relationship in order to decrease that and increase your intimacy. Amen. God wanted y'all to have sex in this marriage. Okay. And I'm going to help you do that. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. You ready? (laughs) All right. So right now 
you may be at a space where you are arguing about money from this perspective. These are the top two ways people argue about money in their marriage. They either argue about the lack of money or they argue about how the money is being spent. And so when you're arguing about the lack of the money, there's all this like stress and frustration and like constant, you know, in the red, like you're constantly anxious and stressed about the fact that there's lack of money to be able to pay and afford the things that you want to pay for or the things that you need to just survive, right? Or even just to have a good time. If you're not arguing about the lack of money, you're arguing about the way each other is spending the money. And this is where you both are looking at each other and pointing the finger at how the other person is choosing to spend the money, whether you're bringing up the fact that they went to Starbucks five days this week or they ate out for lunch five days this week instead of packing up their lunch or the fact that they went shopping without telling you or the fact that you just got the credit card bill and you didn't know that they were planning on spending you know, $2,000 on Christmas gifts for your family, right? You're arguing about how each other is choosing to spend the money. And your solution at this point, when you're arguing about your lack of money and you're arguing about the way each other is spending it, your number one solution is what? To just make more money, right? And so your solution is like, if we just make more money, it will solve all these problems. And then what happens when you make more money? When you make more money, Biggie was right you still have more problems because you never solved the issue. You just figure that if you solved the lack of money or, um, you know, the way the money was being spent, if you solved for the lack of the money, you could solve all your money problems in your relationship. But that ain't it. Y'all are still going to continue arguing even when you make more money. And here is why. The issue isn't the lack of money. The issue is both of your values around money, both of your beliefs about money. Okay, let me repeat that. You spending time arguing about the lack of money and solving for the lack of money isn't the problem. The problem is your values and your beliefs around money. So I'm going to walk you through a couple of top three to five steps that I want you to take in your relationship right now. If all you're doing is arguing about money, I want you to go through my personal framework on how to stop arguing about money so y'all can get back to using that energy and that frustration in the bedroom, okay? And taking it out on each other, okay? The first thing that I want you to do Okay, when you find yourself arguing about money is I don't even want you to start this conversation when you're arguing. I want you to have this conversation separately. Okay, I want you to have a conversation about your values straight up. And what I mean by that is I want you to have a conversation over a glass of wine, preferably maybe some bourbon, some tequila, and I want you to let it out. What do you think about money? And this is going to be a judgment-free zone, okay? Straight up, tell each other, what do you think about money? How do you see money? 
How did your family use money? How did you watch money being used as you grew up, right? This is going to bring out your beliefs and your values about money. Money traumas, money stories. I want you to start listening to your partner about how they watched money being spent. This is going to let you deeper in to your partner's money beliefs and your money thoughts and their money traumas. You're going to be able to really understand why they use money the way they do, why they think about money the way they do, and why they see money the way they do. You'll be able to fully, really understand it if you sit down and have this honest, judgment-free zone conversation first. This is before the goals. This is before the savings. This is before any of that. This is simply a conversation to get to know your partner and their thoughts about money. I don't even want you to respond in a judgmental way. I want you to just be curious. That's it. Just be curious. For example, when I met my husband, you could automatically tell that I was the spender and he was the saver, right? And I remember him trying to really teach me about saving. And he was teaching it to me in a very school teacher way. But in order for me to become attached and have some buy-in to the way that he wanted us to save, he needed to let me in. And how he did that was by us having a conversation around the importance of why it was important for him to save. And what he ended up sharing was something I never expected, which is that for him, he felt like he was always surrounded by really good money and really good money behavior, but it never in the end really helped him get anywhere, him move the needle. So while yes, he was very privileged his family had a business he grew up in a house Um, once he reached a certain age there was nothing that was passed down to him but the habits and he said it's just really important for me to now for our children to not just pass down the habits but I want to pass down the wealth and I was like oh that's why you want to save and he's like yeah I want to pass down the knowledge and the wealth. And I was like, wow, that's pretty deep. And then he's like, and why do you like, what what do you think about money? And I was like, I never really thought I didn't watch anybody save. I just watched everybody like swipe and spend and live paycheck to paycheck. And I just felt like we had a really good time. I mean, we didn't have, we didn't have a plan. We didn't. Yes, honey. Uh, There's no more, honey. I'm sorry. Sorry, that's my son. <laughs> There's no more baby. Um, I'll give it to you in a second. Give me five minutes, please. One second. <laughs> okay, yes, I will give you a piece of paper. Okay. Here you go. Please close both doors, okay? We're going to leave in a couple minutes, okay? You have to ask TJ, okay? Okay, close both doors, please. Thank you, baby. 
All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. So here's the thing. And I won't edit that out. That's real life. Okay. So my husband was then asking me, like, what do you think about money? And I was like, well, I just watched my family have a good time. And I guess for me, I just really want to have a good time with our money. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, we traveled. We had experiences. We just did so much. And it was in that moment that my husband was like, okay. So I want to save to pass down generational wealth and knowledge. And you see money as a tool to experience life. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, so we have to figure out a way to do that smart, generously, and safely. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. So what I want you to start doing is having these judgment-free zone conversations. Yes. Yes, you can. Tell him mommy said you can. I want you to have these judgment-free zone conversations with your partner, okay? What do you think about money? How do you see money being used? How did you watch money being used growing up? And how do you want to use it, okay? That's the values part. The second thing I want you to do in order to stop arguing about money is think about the values as your why, And then I want you to talk about your plan, which is like, how will we use money together? This is where I want you to dream a bit. I want you to have a good time here. And I want you to like, keep going back and forth. Like, what do you want to do? I remember having this conversation with my husband and he was like, I really want a truck. I want a race car. And he's like, what do you want? I'm like, I want spas. (laughs) I was like, I want vacations. I would like, um, you know, to live somewhere nice one day. And in that moment, we were fantasizing. We were laughing. We were enjoying each other's company. And plenty of times when you talk about money, the reason why you argue is because you're not obviously having a good time. But if you just spent more time fantasizing, and listening to what the other person wants without judgment because that's their dream, right? So when my husband was like, I want to buy a race car one day and I want a truck, that I think that's stupid. But I had to not judge him any longer because that was his dream. He probably thought spas and like, you know, the gadgets and stuff that I wanted were stupid. <laughs> but he had to realize that those were now our dreams and how are we going to support each other to make that happen, right? That's the plan, right? And then I want you to dive into the how. How will you make this happen? Do you see how you don't even get to the the how of how you will make this work till after you've unpacked the why in your values, after you fantasize what the plan is? Like now is when we finally get to the how and this is just like for y'all to just say okay well listen I think you know the way we can make this happen is like um maybe instead of eating out four days a week maybe we should try like three and then y'all can be like all right I think that's worth it and the reason why at this point you are going to have buy-in from your partner is because you would have already listened to each other attentively listened with curiosity instead of judgment You would have leaned in and fantasized together. And now you've created an open space 
to creatively brainstorm and plan. You cannot brainstorm and plan with your partner about money if you are stuck in the space of frustration. I want to take you from frustration to fantasizing about your money. I want to take you from frustration straight to the bedroom, okay? (laughs) You deserve that intimacy with your partner. And right now you are stuck in the frustration because you went straight to planning versus being curious about why they think about money a certain way. Be curious about the plan of how we can make this happen, right? It's not until you figure out the values that y'all wanna have together and fantasize together that you can even begin being creative with each other creativity comes from a place of you both being calm from a place of both of you being secure from a place of both of you feeling not judged none of you neither of you can be creative talking about money if you feel like one of you is pointing the finger at the other person You've been asking yourself, why haven't we had as much sex as we needed to, right? And I understand that the bills aren't getting paid. I understand that we need more money, but I really want to be intimate with you. The reason why is because you keep arguing about the lack of money and solving for the lack of money rather than solving for the values that you both have around money and holding space for each other. And when you do this, What I want you to do is after you've come up with, you know, the how you will make this work, some changes that you need to get done. And listen, I'm no money coach. Okay. So we're not sitting here talking about investments or Roth IRAs or like how much money and all that. No, I'm simply telling you the relationship, emotional space and posture that I need you to be in, in order to stop arguing about the money. Okay. Once you do this, then I want you to make room for mistakes. I'll repeat that again. Your relationship needs to have room for mistakes. Even if you have a plan, even if you've made a conscious decision together about your money and how it will be spent and you promised that you made a commitment that you would communicate more about it, all of that, I need you to still make room for mistakes. We are human beings. We have beating hearts. We have flesh. We are not God. We are not perfect. There needs to be room in this relationship for me to make a mistake. Because if there's not room for me to make a mistake, we will grow apart from each other more and more. And eventually I will rebel. Do you understand me? This relationship needs to have space for my mistakes and for your mistakes and for our mistakes. We are a team. When we decided to get married and be together, we decided through thick and thin, for better or for poorer. That means that I'm not saying reckless mistakes, like whatever, here, forgive me anyways. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a space for you to walk through this journey with me as I figure out how to navigate our money, 
because for so long I was taught to navigate and use money in a very different way than now we've decided to use it to create generational wealth. And I'm going to need a little bit of grace. I'm going to need a little bit of room to make a mistake or two. I'm going to need those moments where you don't judge me, but you tell me that it's okay that you understand, even though deep down inside, you don't really understand why I ate out $20, $30 worth of Grubhub every single day. But you still hold space for my mistake. Your marriage needs space for the mistakes. Do you understand? Okay, praise God. And what I mean by that is that when there is room for mistakes in your marriage, there is room to be flexible. There is room for accountability. When my husband started to give me a lot more grace than sometimes I feel like I deserved, I thought about things a lot more. I was like, dang, like, okay, I, I sort of shouldn't have done that, but, um, we, we can make this work, right? Like, can I have another shot? My husband would be like, you know, he didn't say it like this, but he's like, you can have as many shots as you want. You know? The world isn't going to end because we're doing this together. And that's what I want you to understand. Okay, I got to take my kids to school. But listen, if right now you and your partner cannot stop arguing about money and you want have more intimacy, more connection with that. I want to offer you an opportunity to work with me. Okay. I have a couple spots, um, for the, for the remaining of the year. And I want to help you overcome the number one conflict in your relationship, which is that you can't stop arguing about money. I want to help you be more intimate. I want to help you connect. I want to help you go to date night and not worry what the bank account will look like because you both decided that you're going to have a good time no matter what. I want to get you there, okay? All right, let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you for the blessings that you give us. I thank you for the life that you give us. And I just want to honor you today, Lord, and ask that you continue allowing us to see better ways that we can be better stewards of our money and better stewards of our relationship. You know, the world can perverse money in such a weird way and uh, make us believe that it is something that uh, we should hold against each other. But instead, you want it to be an opportunity for us to work together, Lord. And I thank you for that. Um, I just ask that in this moment that you, um, you allow couples to see today that the lack of the money isn't the real issue that you want them to solve, but it's their heart posture around it. It's the judgment around it the criticism around it. Father God, I thank you so much and I ask you that you continue blessing our children as they go to school today, blessing us as we're driving to work today, um, and blessing the people around us. We love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. All right. My name is Karina F. Daves. I am a relationship coach, a speaker, and the podcast host of this dope podcast, One Day at a Time. I really hope that today's episode, How to Stop Arguing About Money and Have More Sex, really, really resonated with y'all. Um, 
I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to work with you. I primarily live here on Instagram and on TikTok at Karina F. Daves. Please feel free to go to the link in my bio and book a sales call so we can start doing the work, okay? I love you so much. All right, ciao. If you're loving this podcast and enjoying the juicy relationship gems, then head over to follow me on my socials at Karina F. Daves on Instagram and TikTok. Or head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com, and subscribe to my newsletter, Release Your Relationship, where I share weekly relationship advice on how to overcome the number one issue in your relationship. Now, if you're really loving this podcast, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and share it with all of your amigos. Reviews are such a personal way to hear your voice and have the ability to interact with our community. Thanks so much for listening to the show and feel free to always hit me up on Instagram via DMs or anywhere on my socials. Te adoro mucho.